Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Give it to me. Give it to me. Hi, I'm Rich Straffolino. And I'm Tom Merritt. And welcome to It's a Thing, the weekly podcast supported by you, where we analyze the hottest trends and happenings and the things that are, well, things by our not yet patented, but still scientific method of poking our heads out of our caves, taking our eyes off of our children, looking at our phones, and finding out the things that are in our universe. Thanks for joining us. If you think Molly sounds different this week, that's because that's not Molly. Uh, Molly is taking a very well-deserved vacation, uh, sending us pictures of her immaculately painted nails, uh, while Rich, uh, our producer, Rich Trafalito, steps in. Thank you, Rich. Absolutely. It's a pleasure. I've, I, it was very weird when the music starts. It's usually right when I mute my mic. So, uh, it was, <laughs> it's a good thing you didn't do that. Break time. reflex. Yes, it would have been very awkward. Uh, but uh, we are going to continue on. We've got some great things that you sent in by email, and I am going to start uh, with a thing that I think you will have a different appreciation of than Molly might have, uh, but still will appreciate. <laughs> Henry Cavill's nerddom. Is, is this in reference to the uh, the PC building video that was making the rounds? That that is the the inspiration for the for the pick, but it is not solely in reference to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Henry Cavill, uh, for those of you who don't know, Sarah Lane, uh, Henry Cavill played <laughs> Superman in many of the DC movies. He played The Witcher in the Netflix series The Witcher. Uh, he was in, I think, Mission Impossible, Man from Uncle, several other uh, movies. But he's most he's most famous as Superman, and he is nerdy. He talks about playing video games. He wears his Superman uh, shirt uh, around the house, (laughs) at least according to his Instagram. Like, he likes being Superman. Uh, He likes being the Witcher. He plays the Witcher. And, of course, uh, the most recent thing he did was, on his Instagram, do a video of himself building a PC. And and not just that. I mean, it was there was soundtracks. There were oh, there was Barry White. I would I would say bits built into that PC building video, um, and and he had some skills uh, putting together, or at least uh, skills in reading a manual and following the instructions. Um, yeah, I I wondered if like okay, he's an actor. Somebody could have scripted this all out, told him what to do. He did a few takes, you know, to make sure, and then then he filmed it. Uh, that still could be, but he did acknowledge when he did things wrong. Yeah, which is either a very detailed script or him actually knowing what he was supposed to do, and like all of us, making mistakes and going, "Ah, oh, oh, wait, crap, got that wrong." Watching him socket the CPU was very nerve wracking. I was like, "Just look for the <laughs> dot in the corner, Henry, come on!" And that—that's another reason that I think it's like, yeah, this this looks like a person for the first time building a PC <laughs> who who knows generally what it's supposed to be in there because he's used PCs before but has never actually done it. So. I don't know. He's he is a very good actor, you know, but I, I think he really did build a PC for the first time successfully. Good job, Henry Cavill. Yeah. And, it, you know, for the longest time, I would say like uh, like when you think of like geeky or celebrities with geek cred, something like that, 
like to me I, or or nerd cred I guess. Uh, I always think of like Vin Diesel because you know he's very famously like a D and D player. Um, but I you know I, I feel like as geek culture is culture that uh, you know regardless of whether you're Superman or Groot or whatever whatever superhero in our all uh, cinematic universe uh, movie universe that we'll have in the future. Um, yeah, letting those nerd flags fly. It's kind of cool. Yeah, I, and, and it's just been building over the years. So the, yes, the PC building video, obviously the 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 most recent example. But I I feel like he's always dropping some nerdy stuff, and in a way that makes me feel like it, it's real. Mm-hmm. So again, actor could be just really good at it, which is fine. <laughs> uh, or he's really nerdy, uh, which is which is also quite possible, and is what I prefer to believe. And that particular video was uh, a, a very well-deserved breath of fresh air, which I think was another reason it kind of catapult outside of the celebrity aspect. It was uh, an, a bit of nerdy innocence, I guess, uh, that was well-deserved. Yeah, yeah. And he had said in a previous interview that he had never built a PC, but he wanted to try. Uh, so this is feels like him actually following up on that. Now I want to see him uh, do like Linux from scratch. That's like the next step I need. Out of post. Henry yeah. yeah. Linux to post. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> We're putting it out there, Henry. Your move. Well, the, uh, uh, for my first thing, this is maybe, and maybe Henry Cavill does this. I don't know. Uh, but it's definitely something that once I have seen it, now it is, it is eating up uh, every time I go out of the house, which admittedly, not a ton, uh, which I think speaks more to the fact that I, I'm seeing the thingness of this. And it's the hanging the mask in your rear view mirror. Um, I don't, Tom, have you, have you seen this phenomenon? I'm going to uh, have to keep an eye out for this. No, I have not yet. Uh, I've, I've noticed people driving with the mask on. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and I, and I've definitely noticed, I actually got eyeballed one day because I didn't have a mask on in my car. I was in the passenger seat. My wife was driving and this woman was, uh, I believe her name was Karen was walking in front of us <laughs> and she just like kept staring and kept staring and kept staring. And then, Got to the point where she could see the side window and then nodded and kept walking. I'm like, were you checking to make sure my window wasn't down? And I was like, she like had to let you know. It's like judgment, judgment, judgment. Relieved. Okay, you have your window up. I guess I'll let you go this time. Wow. Yeah. So it it is, and it's not just now. It's definitely in the parked car phenomenon, and that I get. Like if you see a car in the street, you're seeing the the face mask on the window, and like yeah, sure, I get that because it's a very visual reminder of like you can confirm. Like even as you're walking to the car, oh, I have my mask in there, stuff like that. The interesting thing is, so I was doing some research, and I have not seen this like blow up in like a. a there was no BuzzFeed quiz about where you should put your mask in your car yet. Um, so I, I don't know if it hits, it's hit that level yet, but my searches, my searches of the internet to validate the thingness of this, I have found a, uh, like a talk radio clip about if it's safe to hang your mask on the rear view mirror, whether that's going to damage it or if the heat will help like kill germs on it or something like that. And basically they're like, it's kind of fine. It might degrade over time if it's super sunny. Uh, but the other thing I also found was interesting is that driving with that is almost certainly illegal, technically. <laughs> Much like Wait, driving with the handicap. Because uh, it blocks fire. your view? Yeah, it's just anything that blocks your view kind of at that eye level. I guess that makes sense. Is, uh, is illegal. But I, I, my, uh, Jackie, my wife So no fuzzy out. dice. Yeah, I, well, I mean, it's probably one of those things where they can't pull you over for it. But if they do, then they can 
give you an if extra they pull you over something. they could cite you for that as well yeah yeah, yeah. I, I i mean i believe i don't know it all depends on your state they said for sure new jersey and uh um, pennsylvania this was hmm. in, a, in a separate uh <laughs> illegal to hang your face mask from the rearview mirror but i also think i mean certainly i think um given that uh there is there are connotations and and uh, judgments as you were saying tom with masks and stuff like that having the mask in the mask in the rearview mirror maybe maybe a, a signaling uh device for some people um, but but I know also like I would like uh, we were talking before the show I went to go uh, sign for my at my tax place I had to go up there and like physically sign some form sign some forms and I was halfway there and I realized I wasn't 100 percent that I had a mask like, I just jumped in the car and I went mm. and I was like oh shoot I might have to turn around if I had the mask there right wouldn't have been an issue so I can see the utility as well as you know you could store it there and then when you're ready to drive either put it on or put it on the seat next to you or something yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, especially if you're like, I only ever go places in the car. Uh, that's not true of me, but a lot of people, that's true. So, in which case, you want the mask in there, although you should swap it out and wash it every yeah, so often. Definitely. But having it hanging if it's in the sun would help partially disinfect it. That's one of the things that I've seen recommended as like, put your mask out into the sun, you know, to, to help disinfect it. It's the uh, sun so- tea of disinfectants. Yes, the sun tea mask <laughs> disinfection. Uh so yeah, if you're not driving with it, I wouldn't want to drive it with. It would be annoying to drive with it hanging. I, but I, I, I could see keeping it there. Yeah, definitely. And it's it's just although yeah, it's although. it's it's weird. We're we're entering into this point where it's we are entering into mass culture now. As as we've you know we, we're we're past the point of this is new. Like right. Um, so like we're almost at the point where we're going to put up like a little command hook right next to our where we hang our keys so that we can hang our masks right yep. there since yep. we need them when we need our keys. So uh, just- I I have lived in places, though, where having anything visible in your car meant that someone would try to break in and get it. Would Do you think people would try to break in to steal a mask? Uh, I mean, I do have some very nice handmade ones that have some intricate patterns. So I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't put it past uh, being lust worthy. I don't. I'm not particularly in places I've lived uh, doesn't even have to be that valuable. I, I like my, my <laughs> wife's car got broken into once because her sweaty workout clothes were in the back. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think, although if you did have one of those, uh, what are the N95 respirator ones? Oh yeah. Those definitely. are in short supply that, that maybe that would mm-hmm. be something, but that's kind of too heavy to put on the, the rear view. I think. Well, all of this may just make you want to throw up your hands and leave. Uh, You're not alone. (laughs) Moving short term is a thing that I have noticed from a few friends of mine where they are, in most cases, getting like a month-long Airbnb to just go try living somewhere else while they were working from home. Hmm. Uh, In fact, my wife's boss is not in... LA right now he's he's off in uh in one of the I think Mammoth uh I just just you know taking the family out of town to get him away uh and working he's not, he's not taking the time off so I've noticed this being a trend of people saying you know what I mean if I have to work from home anyway it kind of doesn't matter where my home is right let me try moving to Austin let me try <laughs> Seattle you know what's going what's going on in Boston these days let me let me just see what it's like it is interesting i do wonder though how representative that that experience would be i mean certainly you'd get a feel for um 
you know, the weather. Uh, like, you, you would get the feel for some stuff, but I mean, like, in, in this particular time, like, you're not getting the full... Like, if I moved to... If I did that in LA, right. I wouldn't get the full traffic experience. Yes. You also wouldn't get the same food culture. Like, moving to Austin, yeah, I mean, every place is doing... T- or most places are doing You're not going to get the bar scenes. Places. Yeah, yeah, yep. you do. And, and, and a lot of the local shopping, you know, depending on how open that stuff is or, or just how comfortable it would be. But I could also see that being like, okay, let's let me see if I'm going to move this... Also, my kids are going crazy over the summer just being locked up. So at least they'll have the novelty of being of being bored and, and watching TikTok yeah. in another time zone or something like that. <laughs> there's there's two different movements here. You're right. Uh, yeah, there's there's the people with kids going somewhere to just change up the scenery, mm-hmm. right? So the kids aren't bored, but they're not probably going to move there. Then there's the the people without kids or the single folks like, I don't know. I mean, I'm not going out at all anyway. I might as well not go out in somewhere new <laughs> and see what it's like. See if I like it. I might as well uh, enjoy quarantine in someone else's bed sheets for a month. Yeah, why not? Uh, and the, I mean, it's kind of not exactly, but it's kind of what Molly's doing right now. Instead of being on the show, she's she's changing changing her viewpoint. Yeah, I, well, and especially because you know, for the for a lot of people, you're absolutely right. The remote work aspect of that. Completely changes the equation, and I do wonder if we will see more. I don't even want to call it mobility, but just the because you're not tied to a specific location, even if it's not state to state or something like that. You know, if you're not having to worry about, oh man, this is going to double my commute. If people just consider a wider range of moving options in general, uh, even after we're on the side of this and we're living in a more remote work friendly environment too. Yeah, I think that's that's definitely going to happen, especially at places that have said they'll allow people to work from home semi-permanently, which a few companies have said, uh, even after the COVID-19 has, has passed. So this is a time for people to try it out. Like, will I like rural Kansas? I don't know. <laughs> Let me go live in a, a, a windy, uh, drafty farmhouse in July and not in the middle of winter and see if I like it. Uh no, I, I think this is great. And what Molly's doing is taking time off, which is also kind of a thing like the, the semi staycation, the nearby staycation where I'm not staying in my actual uh, area, but I am going somewhere close. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm no, definitely hearing more people saying I'm going to go live in Portland for a month and, you know, try it out. Yeah, that's the that's the interesting thing about the mass work from home is that, uh, you know, Tom, you and I have worked from home. I mean, you have obviously worked from home a little bit longer than I have. But like that, you realize that 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 um, you know, lack of a better term, self care, uh, because you have to be your own advocate for that working from home. Because otherwise, everyone will just assume you can just work all the time. And so, like, I, I feel like there is this new. This is part of that newfound appreciation of being like, no, I have to definitely carve out, even if I'm working, uh, like carve out some time to like keep myself mentally and uh, and physically fresh as well. Yeah. Speaking of fresh. Yeah. Speaking of fresh. uh, Actually, this will probably make you feel uh, horrible afterwards. But all right. My thing, my second thing is nacho tables. Now, let me let me let me back this up. This comes from this Aldi Facebook group that my wife frequents that I am now slowly getting roped into. It actually belongs to a website. I did not realize this. It's thealdinerd.com. That site has not been updated in over a year, but the Facebook group is vibrant with over 1.2 million uh, uh, 
people uh, that are Aldi is a grocery store chain yes, for Aldi those is, who don't know and it is owned by the same parent company that owns Trader Joe's this is correct uh, they have uh, big presences in the UK and in Europe and stuff like that um, and it, at least in the United States or the ones that I frequent it's a lot of it's one of these places where, like, you, you kind of have to do all the shelving yourself, right? Like, all the facing. They don't really do that because then you're, pay- you're not paying for it. And they also have just, like, a big aisle of closeouts. And so this is, this is kind of a combination of that. The taco table is essentially lining a table with some sort of either foil or, or some sort of plastic placemat and putting out either the entire – like, a, a row of nachos, like a, like a six-foot-long – row of nachos, and then either dividing those to each party with toppings that are just resting, not in bowls, just resting on the table for you to have, or they will fully decorate and, and, and suit up the nachos kind of in that row. Again, there's no, the only covering is on the table for you to enjoy. And this is, I, at first I saw this uh, as a taco table. Do not Google taco table because you will just get little tables and little plates that hold tacos, mm. very useful. But the nacho table is most definitely a thing. There, I've seen numerous outlets covering the, the wonderful debauch that is the taco table. And, I, I mean, I, Tom, I, you said you're on board immediately from hearing nacho table. Has my description of it made you more or less curious? I am already in and have not left. <laughs> Yeah, TRS-201. It is kind of like a seafood boil, but part of it is, at least from what I'm seeing, and again, this is like any, um, like, uh, uh, what is it, uh, any of those food video things, why can't I think of, yum, not yumly, that's a, whatever, any of those um, tasty videos, right, where it's like half of it is the preparation of it, part of it is doing the time lapse of you laying out all the nachos, you know, putting down the refried beans and the cheese and the olives. And How do you like handle that. the cheese? That's the part I'm curious this is, about. I, I, Are they doing, you know, uh, ballpark nacho cheese? Is that how they, that's the only way this works, right? I, I imagine, and I, I also imagine like the best part of the, of the nacho table is like looking at it before you actually start doing any of the mechanics that are involved in it. I also find it kind of weird that this like this is a very communal experience, right? The idea is you all gather around a this table. This is obviously for families, right? Well, now. But, like this, but I could, would think it, it's actually for parties, right? Like, it, well, yeah, but people can't have parties, so <laughs> so we're making our ordinary food into a party. Maybe, well, maybe that's... if you live in a house with five to ten people, which is something that people have going on, <laughs> uh, then this this is great, right? This is a way to like shake things up and change it. Yeah, and then and as someone who is extremely sick of washing kid dishes at least you don't have to worry about that for right. one no meal dishes you yeah just kind of it's wrap super up fun the for the kids to be like oh my gosh the table is covered in nachos this is amazing uh yeah i'm 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 all in on this like it's <laughs> it's just it's just i we've made nachos a million times during mm-hmm. this lockdown uh the only problem i'm having the only hang-up i'm having is my way of making nachos is to uh heat the uh the the um chips and the cheese in the oven mm-hmm. then oh, okay. you pull that out and you add the beans which you've heated on the stove and then you add the guac and the sour cream and all the rest right so this nacho table looks like you're drizzling cheese so you're gonna have to use a different kind of cheese and yeah. not not an actual like nacho 
three cheese blend that you melt in the oven. It's going to have to be it's it's going to have to be queso, right? I yeah, uh I I I like this is not for me. This is too chaotic for my food taste. Oh no, I, I love that. I like once I once I'm, I'm once I bring myself, you know, into the world of like it's Velveeta, you know? It's <laughs> it's fine. Uh once I've adapted to that, my only problem is I'm like, why are they keeping the sour cream, the guac, and the, and the tomatoes separate in separate bowls? Yeah, just dump, pour all that uh, yeah. stuff out too. Just I, make I the agree. whole if table the bowl. If you're, if you're going to go for the this this food cacophony, just yeah. go whole hog. Yeah, just I mean, even like as long as you had like a beanier salsa or a less not not liquid kind of restaurant style salsa as long as you had a salsa yeah yeah it's going to be a california style chopped Mm -hmm. tomato salsa sure yes that makes sense that would that would work but uh i mean i'm trying to think now if you if you made some sort of just even rudimentary border around the table then you then you really have all your options on the table well they're putting aluminum foil down so you could actually like oh yeah you could just roll the foil up Yeah. yeah Tom. Double double lay it. Yeah, <laughs> we want your pictures of your nacho tables. Uh, send them into uh, feedback at it's a thing. Uh, All right, let's get to uh, speaking of that email address. <laughs> your things that have been sent to us. Keep them coming. Uh, like Fordo, uh, Fordo uh, wrote on being humbled. Instead of people just saying they're thankful or honored or appreciative or whatever for something, why do they have to go and wreck everything by saying they're also humbled? Or am I missing something? Should I be more humbled by things? Am I like Brad Pitt and missing a sensitivity chip? I love that guy, by the way. Or a sociopath? Uh, What the heck is everyone all of a sudden so humbled by in situations that they never previously found to be humbling? I remember when the humble brag came into being. R.I.P. Harris Whittles. So being faux humbled was, is a part of that, but people now are talking like they are seriously humbled by stuff, like they actually mean it, and they aren't being called out for humble bragging. I just do not get it. And of course, the obligatory prayer hands is often part of all the new humblings. I just realized I may have sounded like a real jerk. Sorry about that if I did. Uh, no, I don't think you I don't think you sounded like a jerk, uh, Fordo. But she goes on to say, if a random on Twitter tells you your sourdough challa has a nice twist and glaze to it, why can't you just thank them? Why are so many people saying they're humbled, prayer hands, prayer hands, by the compliment of a total stranger? I will say that the the prayer hands annoys me far the overuse of prayer hands. I have no problem if you throw out a random prayer hands every once in a while. The overuse of that is insanely aggravating. I, I will admit, I sometimes will throw out the humbled. Uh, and it to me, it breaks up that kind of, um, uh, that's kind of like obligatory, like, please, thank you kind of interact. Like, it's just, it's just for variety's sake. You want to like. show that you didn't just, you know, auto type something. Yes. Yeah. That you Gmail gave is it a mild humbled. amount of thought. Yeah. Yeah. But I think what Fordo is rightly pointing out is humbled has now become the thing that makes it look like you haven't thought about it. This is true. Yes. Over, over humbling uh, is really a sign of ego. And that's, being humbled, no longer a thing. That's what Fordo's <laughs> submitting here. I think she may be right. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, another Jay Martin wrote in on salt. He starts out, hey, Molly, Tom, and Rich. Thank you, another Jay Martin. Uh, regarding salt on melon, I have heard about this, but never tried it. Although occasionally I do love putting salt on bananas. That is hmm. something I have not heard of. A few months ago, I got some Mexican chile lime seasoning from thespicehome.com. Because the description said it could be put on apples for a spicy flavoring. The seasoning, the seasoning is dried chilies, cayenne pepper, paprika, lime juice powder, salt, and sugar. 
I, I, this is editorial note, all the greatest hits. It is, uh, it's fine on apples, but since apple season ended, I haven't used it much. A few weeks ago, my wife got watermelon, and the description also suggests putting it on that. That is so good! It's salty, spicy, sweet, and sour all at once. And I'm intrigued. Sincerely, another J. Martin. Uh, yes, thespicehouse.com for the Mexican chili lime seasoning. That just mm. makes everything uh, nacho lime <laughs> flavored. <laughs> it, yeah, it's, it's kind of on the other end of the everything bagel seasoning. Where yeah. I, if you want everything to taste like a bagel, that's fantastic. If you want everything to taste like <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, chili lime, that, that sounds amazing as well. I agree. RJ also has uh, salt and pepper thoughts. Uh, Your recent discussion of putting salt on food brought back memories of when I was a kid. I remember eating watermelon with seeds. This is back when watermelon had seeds, kids. And (laughs) having the salt shaker handy to add salt to it. We also added salt to fresh tomatoes in the summer. We totally did that, too. Today, I add pepper to my fresh tomatoes. When my mother would peel potatoes, she would give me pieces of raw peeled potato after she rinsed it off with water and the salt shaker. It was great. The potato being a little bit wet helped the salt stick to it. We also added salt and sometimes pepper to raw Hamburg. When I was very young, I remember my father adding salt to his beer. I definitely remember that too. You could see the salt sinking into the beer and causing it to bubble up and give the beer a head. Of course, he also let me drink some, so it was great. (laughs) My father added pepper to a lot of his food, which I do today. He used to go add pepper to V8, which at some point became a thing since they now sell V8 with pepper in it. I, uh, I have a father that does the tomato juice with pepper as well, um, and the salt with beer thing is a thing that I don't understand, but is a thing also. Yep. As well. Yep. I don't know that I quite understand it, other than it makes the foam. And we've we as a culture moved away from foam being a good thing, but there was a point when people, you know, wanted a beer with a head on it because they like the look of it. I guess. I mean, if if you want, just pour your beer in completely sideways, and congrats. You have yeah, the foam and you'll get that, that you'll easily. Want. Yeah. Uh, And finally, Allie wrote in on free stuff. She says, I just listened to your most recent episode, and one of the things you talked about is the boxes of giveaway stuff in people's yard slash driveway. This weekend, while I was walking around my neighborhood, I saw a fence covered with a bunch of clothing on hangers for people to take. I also recently joined my neighborhood Buy Nothing Facebook group, where people post things they're giving away or looking for. Buy Nothing has been around for a while, but I'm thinking it might be becoming more of a thing since donation centers are mostly closed. I've also found myself scrolling through the pages entertainment and find it to be a much happier reflection of my neighborhood than next door typically is. She links to buynothingproject.org. That's interesting uh, that the Buy Nothing Project becomes nicer because people have a focus. Uh, I think that is one of the problems with open forums when there isn't a purpose people tend to just start complaining. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's just true of any conversation you've ever had with anyone if you don't have a focus, you know? Uh, So so that's an interesting way to be like, hey, get to know your neighbors in a nicer way. I like that. Um, And yeah, I think think it's all of those things. I think it's people having more time to clean out. Uh, When I went to my dentist, he was talking about the months when he wasn't allowed to have his dentistry uh, open. And he's like, I got really tired of cleaning my garage. I think (laughs) a lot of people uh, were like that. so yeah, it's like it's it's a combination of that with either the donation center isn't open or people just don't want to go. Uh, even if it was open, they'd be like, you know what, I don't want to go interact with people. Let me just put this on the side of the road. So yeah, it's interesting. The only the only thing is you can't get your tax deductible receipt from buy nothing that you can totally use no, for your taxes. No, you're part of that. You're outside the system, man. The man doesn't know what grid. you're doing. Yeah, no one uses those Goodwill receipts. Let's face it. 
All right, uh, folks, we are uh, joined today by the master of the shout out. Uh, we always mention our producer, Rich, who creates these shout outs. Rich, uh, what have you created for us today? Yes, yeah, so these are all themed around regal stylings, uh, mostly around uh, European uh, ones. Um, so, um, yeah, oh, like like style as in he styles himself Duke of Edinburgh. Uh, yes. Or the, like that, that yes, kind of style. The Marquis yeah. of blah, 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 something. Which like always that. sounds to the modern ear like he's pretending but mm. it just means like the style of his introduction should be or his introduction should be in the style of yes yes yeah uh, so tom if you could uh, take it away and we'll go from there his imperial and royal apostolic majesty eric duncan his serene highness jake woods her most christian majesty gabrielle cohen Esther Pena, by the grace of God, Dowager Empress of the Romans. Oh, that's good. Most high, most potent, and excellent Prince Andrew Wyatt. His serene and illustrious Highness, Mike Akins. His most eminent Highness, Louis Saint Amour. And now for a full disclosure here, Brad Sparks sent uh, a message uh, to our, our uh, email and asked for his shout out to be donated this week. Oh, so wow. Tom, That's very nice, Brad. Tom, if you could take it away. Fordo, first of her name, Queen of the Andals, the Roinar, and the First Men, Lady of the Seven Kingdoms, and Protector of the Realm, Lady of Dragonstone, Queen of Marine, Khaleesi of the Great Grass Sea, the Unburnt Breaker of Chains, and Mother of Dragons. Fordo. <laughs> I mean, I, I felt like that, that went without saying. Uh, yeah. So thank you to everyone, all of our patrons, all of our listeners, uh, everyone that is supporting the show. Uh, you can become a member of the It's a Thing uh, uh, Patreon and get access to cool stuff like our Discord, get involved in the chat there, and you can get a ad-free RSS feed and more, patreon.com slash it's a thing. And don't forget, we love reading your things. Keep them coming. Feedback at it's a thing dot me. We'll talk to you again next time. See you later. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.